0: This podcast is a Pardase Bible Raps co-production, written and performed by Bible Raps. For more online learning, visit ww.elmod.pardase.org.
1: Learn Dora learn Tora learn Dora learn by bit from alphabet to sentences to passages to pages with phrases from sages of baby. Learn Dora learn Torah baby, I'll
2: be there for you
3: I would want I want to start this. First podcast of rappers and rabbis with a piece of Torah that made me pull the trigger on doing this podcast.
4: Chapter one, Pirkei Avod.
1: Wisdom of the fathers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Mishnah four. Yosef ben Yosef, Ish Tsereda Omer, Yehi Cha Beit Vad LaChachamim, Mit Abek BeAfar Raglehem, Veheve Shotebit Sama Et Divrehem. Yosef ben Yo'ezer would say, "Let your home be a meeting place for scholars. Bask in the dirt of their feet and drink." Their words thirstily.
1: As the Bible rapper, I heard you think you're the best Bible rapper alive. Humble I mumble, well, this last of five, he said. "You young up kid implores me to please rap for ye now. I am Elijah and much higher. Matt Barra Ringer, I bringer of messiahs. Hold please.
3: As the Bible rapper, I go around to the country and meet amazing rabbis and Jewish educators, and this podcast gives me the opportunity and platform to bask in the dirt. Of their feet and drink their words with thirst. So please make some Torah loving noise as we break down Genesis from the book of books on rappers and rabbis.
1: <killers> hey. Yeah.
4: Hey. Yeah. So the Torah relates in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So we see God created man. But why did God create Adam?
0: Yaffa, what do you think? So my favorite sort of answer or attempt to deal with that question about why was the human being created Um, comes from a piece in Genesis Rabbah, which is a midrash, a rabbinic interpretation or explanation of the biblical text. Genesis Rabbah 8.5, which talks about this really crazy moment. When God is about to create the human being, before God does that, God decides to take counsel from the angels. Which that, in and of itself, I think we should talk about what that means. Like, why does God need to ask a question? But Right, God comes to the angels and says, "Hey, angels, do you think we should create the human being or not?" So it doesn't seem like it's a given, actually, from God's perspective. Like, yeah, totally, we should create the human being. And do we think
2: that God asked the angels about other things before? Should we make? Should we make oceans? Should we make grass? Should we? Or do we think it's only the human beings? Right, they,
3: they seem the most questionable of the group, the human beings versus the ocean. It's the riskiest. Yeah. Perhaps.
0: But why do you think that is? That's actually a really amazing point. Like, what is it about what the human being brings to the world that would even make it be a question?
1: Tell me, what are we that you kept a soul in mind the world at our feet like we're little less than divine? You're what is it, is your it about
0: name, what the human being I brings to the world that would even make it be a question? Well, clearly,
2: God's looking for
0: something other than angels.
2: Because if God just wanted angels to run the world God would have sent God already had the angels He would have had them go run the world So by creating something other than We see that God is looking for something beyond Sort of a perfect servant mm-hmm. So
4: right. you're saying God has, right. a, has a need that is not yet met
2: Kiv mm. nice.
0: I think it's interesting. I think the rabbis here are trying to deal with this very very strange and problematic verse in Genesis one twenty six, where we have this moment where where God says, "Let us, Let us make man, Who's the right? Us? In our image and in our likeness." And the rabbis here are like, "Us, mm, we're pretty sure that
3: it's not a good look for." That, for a right? Come on. It's <laughs> a, it's, it's <laughs> the it's,
0: royal right? we. Right? <laughs> so they're trying yeah. to deal with that. But I think it's an interesting point because the God what you guys said, not that I'm trying to paint you with one brush, but what I've heard from you guys so far is that it seems like it's God. the answer is going to be yes. So it's almost like a setup for the angels, right? Like, should we do this? Obviously, I want to do this. And so well,
2: there's a great midrash where God says to the angels, should I create man? And the angels are like, why? They're, man's going to be horrible. And God destroys them. And then God creates a new set of angels and says, should I create man? And the angels are like, why man's going to be horrible and God destroys them. And then a third one and says, should I create angels or create man? And the angels are like, God, do whatever you want. Right, exactly. Uh, I did not know that. Exactly. That's a good
0: one. And, but what's interesting here is this is, I think like another version of that same thing. And the, and we have four different groups of angels that come together, right. That are sort of, or, or they're fighting with each other. They're like literally combatants thinking about, should we, or should we not? And the two, and they're, and they're in chavruta partners, actually. They're actually in learning pairs, right? Chesed and truth, like kindness and truth, fight and righteousness and peace fight, right? Um, tzedek and shalom. So that's an interesting thing to think about, like that there are these virtues that live in the heavens mm-hmm. and the human is really not going to have every virtue. It's just mm-hmm. not going to be what happens. And so I just, back to what you were saying, Ethan, I think is really interesting is that... Um, It seems to be the human being is by definition going to screw this up. But what the angels say about the human is that the human being, chesed comes along and says, oh yeah, the human being has the capacity to bring goodness to the world. And then truth comes along and says, no, kulosh karim, he is completely lies. And then... Tzedek comes along, righteousness comes along, and says, well, he's going to do some good things, some tzakot, some greatness, and Shalom comes along and says, no, kulok tata, he is completely, uh, completely full of strife, like, and I think it's such an interesting thing to think about for us, like, what does it mean to be completely mad of lies and complete strife, versus I'm going to do some, um, some um, chesed, I'm going to do some goodness, and I'm going to do some tzakot, some, you know, righteousness in this world, like, what is it about? I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about this. What is it about being good that I can do partially, whereas being bad, it feels like I, of course, can do it all? You know, I wonder if it's true or if it's just the experience of the world. Like, it's so much harder to do good than it is to fall into badness. So, what is that about? What do you guys think? Why don't we just say he'll do some good, he'll do some bad, he'll do some.
3: Well, it seems r- accurate. Um, in regards to like Noah's generation
0: mm-hmm. God
1: was so grieved by the wickedness of all the people That he decided to bring a great flood And destroy them all So maybe
2: part of what's happening here Is again an example that the angels just don't get it Mm -hmm. Angels Mm -hmm. can only be Completely the thing that they are supposed to be Mm -hmm. And anything that is Anathema to that, they're like I don't understand, why would you make anything with strife? I am peace Mm -hmm. And God's sort of saying, I'm going to create a new dude I'm going to create something that like Has a little bit of everything And the ability to change its nature Which angels don't have, right? Right, Angels. The minute they don't do what they're like, God destroys them, the minute that they're imperfect but human beings have something else. And God's like trying to reach it, that sort of a malleable soul.
0: So fascinatingly, the Midrash continues and God is angry at truth's response, right? He picks truth, I love this so much. He picks truth up, and throws it to the ground, right? And then the other angels start to really freak out. They're like, oh God, are we next? What are right. you doing? Like, this is truth. You're, you're taking truth out of heaven and throwing it to the earth. Like, what does that mean? How mm-hmm. do you, mm-hmm. how does the world exist without truth in the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. And um, God says to them, right? let truth come up from the ground, which is a paraphrasing of a verse in Psalms 85, um, Twelve, right? that truth is going to rise up from the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Which I just think is amazing. Right? In other words, truth actually does not live in heaven. We might think there's this thing called perfect, perfect truth, mm. but that's it. Once, the, and I want you, I want you guys to respond to this. because I'm really curious. Once the human is created, mm. there is no truth, neither in the heavens nor on earth.
4: Well, isn't he on earth now? Yeah do you know what else comes out of the ground man in the most literal sense of god created man out of the earth like took the earth and and like genesis chapter it. 2 exactly yes like genesis and and then i think then the midrash would be saying you know what people are not full of truth but truth is now in our court right, right? we humans are the arbiters of truth. We get to decide what is true and not, especially when it comes to having to make social policy, having to adjudicate in a beitin, in a court, right? We get to decide what is true and what is not true. And that's a huge responsibility for us humans, but that's really what we're, what we're here to do. You know, and, and, and from truth, right, we see also then how kindness is a necessity for having a truth from perhaps from God's perspective as opposed to from any one person's individual perspective. Blindness is no match for kindness. Right? That's how you can get a, kind, a sense of kindness or a sense of, of tshuva, of the ability to have repentance and to do something wrong and not get the punishment for what you did wrong. How is that part of truth? Well, it is if you can take truth and even from the perspective of human to try to see it from the perspective of God, or from a larger perspective, from, I mean,
3: <clears throat> what I can just contrast it to Platonic truth, which it sounds like it starts with plate, like Platonic truth. These kind of forms, these a- angelic forms of of kindness, of truth, um, of righteousness, um, and that's what Socrates and Plato were trying to f- be like. With reason, we can figure out what the transcendent definitions of truth is, right? Of of uh, mercy is of kindness is whereas the Jewish perspective seems to be saying that truth is something that um, is now something that grows that fructifies is that the right word
2: I'm a little scared though right okay. if if I'm hearing you right and you're saying we human beings are like now the arbiters of truth, I mean, that's that's a lot more power than I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable having in man's hands. A wise rapper once said, it's like Hitler is Gandhi if there's no standard beyond me. Ooh. <laughs> so if we're the arbiters of truth. Like, how am I supposed to know it? There, there's got to be a capital T mm-hmm. truth out there in the world that I can relate against. I don't
4: know. I, I, I think the key to it is, the, is we are the arbiters of truth.
0: I think this midrash is saying exactly that once the human is created, capital T truth does not exist in the heavens anymore. And we're tr- I think we're trying to build Adam is saying we're trying to build it together, but I also think it- what that does is it re- it recognizes on the one hand, it's incredibly empowering for the human, and on the other hand, it's actually the opposite. Like, I can't possibly tell you that you're wrong with certainty, because I know that capital T truth doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So on the one All hand, right. it's on me to fight for it. But on the other hand, I, I, I can't be so holier than thou that I have the capital T truth. Right, it, it introduces in the humility. There's a ton of yeah. humility here, Yeah. And I also think that the goodness that I have is just some. I do some goodness. I do some righteousness. Like, there's a real awareness here that I'm not going to get to angelic status, like you were saying before. And I almost wonder, to me, it's like one of our questions, our jumping off questions, was why did God create the human? And I wonder, like, this is the moment where God says, I created it so that you would take this thing called truth. Because Mm -hmm. truth is heavy. Right. Even you for it.
4: God, right? Because
1: just, I'm the truth and in the booth.
4: we have the potential to be growing this, you know, tree of, of truth, right? Let truth grow from the ground, right? That that may be our our task, right? That that may be us actually, right? How God kind of creates us in God's image, and truth is also God's stamp and seal. It says the guy who went to Brandeis. That's true. Into its innermost parts, if I remember correctly. Right? Um, that's the symbol of the skill. But but it is I mean truth. They say that truth Very is nice, God's Scott. is God's signet ring because it's the only seal that you can't forge. Because once it's forged, it isn't right. it. Mm. Right? And that's and that's us created in the image of God almost, you know. I feel
1: the wind blow. It blows my mind. But nothing feels like inside I feel the earthquake it rocks my world but in that still voice Secure. There is no peace till the gods compete. Till you're on your knees like Hashem's unique, But you're already dead. Lying to yourself. So before you all spread to anybody else. Like the butter on the table. Put you back on the shelf. That's right we got be Put your meat where your mouth is. Have the town gather round. Ain't nobody gonna doubt this. Deny this. Servant of the God of Abraham and Isaac. I feel the wind blow. It blows my mind. But nothing feels like That voice inside I feel the earthquake It rocks my world But in that still voice I am secure Well once upon a rhyming MC stepped to me He said I heard you play for the best five rapper alive Humbled I mumble well there's less than five He said your young kid okay, implores me to please rap for you. Now I am Elijah the Matt, Barra, Ringer, I, Harbinger, Messiahs. Hold oh, please. Sorry I missed that line, the other line was his highness I see you trying to fall, I set fire to stages Ask about fall I set fire to sages B'har. My battles live on down, down through the ages You can read all about it, about it, Bible pages I to switch the flow up, not the blow up, but you never know I show up, Seder table, Cain and able learn to grow up, listen when it shows up The small, still voice, it's a lyrical miracle I guess I'm still fanatic, but I'm humble and yeah, spiritual I feel the wind blow it blows my mind, but nothing feels like that voice inside. I feel the earthquake, it rocks my world, but in that still voice, I am
3: secure. So ladies and gentlemen, that was the day I found out I am in fact not the best Bible rapper alive.
0: Thank you for listening to this Pardes Bible Raps co-production, written and performed by Bible Raps. For more online learning, visit www.elmad.pardes.org.